Hello, Helen. Hi, James. It's our weekly little chat. Here we are again. Now, I don't know if this is going to work. I feel like you know. Uh, the technology may fail us. But uh, I've got a little game for you. And what's great is I've been sent it by one of our church minions. I haven't yeah. checked it out at all. So either the technology is going to oh. fail or it's going to be dire. But it's uh, okay. you know, on Sundays now, we've got a new way we start church. Uh, in our yep. so so for those that don't come to unlimited or know about unlimited uh, we're a church that's all about uh people that don't do church particularly young people and uh, one of the big deals about coming to a church building is people have compared it to like going into a betting shop that just where do you stand what's happening the awkwardness and and so coming into church if you're not a regular are people judging you are you doing the right thing so we want to make it a level playing field. So we always start church, partly to prove that church can be fun and life-giving rather than like going to the dentist. Um, and so we start with a, an icebreaker game activity because the general philosophy is then everybody feels equally as uncomfortable. I'm sure other churches have a much more positive way of starting. Uh, and Helen introduced a new game for online church on Sunday, which was? Quizingo. Quizingo, which is... Uh, two people competing with uh, YouTube questions uh, winner stays on for the following week I think that's a losing thing rather than winning and this is your very own Quizingo Helen oh no uh, I'm not good at general knowledge so this is going to be awful oh wait I've just I think I've just shared your own face have yeah, I lovely uh, wait a minute you just shared your emails I mean they're really interesting it's really interesting right here you go are you ready uh, I hope we're going to get volume with this. You're going to have to tell me if we don't. No, we've got no volume. Even I have oh, turned the volume off, that's why. Here we go. I'll just take you back. Right, ready, go. What have I got to do? What's the song? Oh. Uh, rock and roll something. Oh, it's Wheeler. Who loves rock and roll? We love rock and roll, is it? Yeah, something like that. But who's it by? Oh, gosh, I don't know. No, nor do I. <laughs> I Love Rock and Roll by Joan Jett. Who's that? Oh, who's that? Never heard of them. Right, ready? Next one. This is good, isn't it? Oh. That's the same one. I Love Rock and Roll by Joan Jett. <laughs> oh, um... <laughs> I'm so excited. I just can't hide it. I don't know what it's called. I'm so excited by the Pointer Sisters. <laughs> okay. Well done. One more. <laughs> What's this? Oh, I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, come on. Brilliant. I can't hear it. Be quiet. It's oh, coming in the air tonight, Phil Collins. Very good. Okay, well, that's enough of that. Very well good. Takes me um, back. What's really sad is we run a church that's all about reaching youth that don't do church. <laughs> Although, actually, the 80s are back, aren't they? Absolutely. I, you... thought I, ordered, I ordered some joggers off um, the internet the other day, thinking I was buying jogging bottoms, and they arrived, and they're that shiny, like, shell suit stuff. And oh, I was wow. like, oh, no. But my kids were like, they're so cool. No. So there you go. 
No, I'm sorry, shell suits aren't back in. No, it's not shell. It's that. It is that shell kind of. Oh yeah. no! So pink cargo joggers. You'll see me in them soon, James. If we ever see well, each other oh, again. Oh, I see. So you didn't like them, <laughs> but your kids said they were cool, and so now so you, you didn't. Them. You didn't give them to your kids, going, "Okay, well, you'll like them. I don't." You no. went, "If the world says this is cool, I now like it." I know. I, Duncan says I'm the salesman's dream. So there you go. You really are, aren't you? Yeah, I thought. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to apologise for it. So, wow. you know, I was I was queuing up for a coffee yesterday, which oh, will shock gosh, you. The regular theme of our podcast. Where did <laughs> and, you get um, coffee this week, Helen? <laughs> <laughs> it was a beautiful horse box turned into a coffee shop, and I was queuing up, and this woman came up to me from behind, and she said. Would you mind if I take a photo? You look so cool. I just need to take a photo what? of you buying a coffee. I don't know. What, what are you so shocked for, James? And I was so, like, of course you can. What's so really funny go. is you're only telling half that story, aren't you? Why? Because you sent me a photo of that coffee box, didn't you? <laughs> and also, yeah, I want to buy one. And also a sales post to buy one. And you sent yeah. it when I was in a meeting with Archdeacons from the diocese. Having to go, oh my goodness. Because what the one you went sent me to buy was, was a gin and Prosecco mobile trailer. Yeah, which, you know, would be my dream. But because we reached out to you, if any of you want to make a donation, please look at info at Unlimited Church because I would love to buy a horse trailer that sells coffee and sandwiches and cake and go on to Exeter College campus and do it. I wonder, I I bet they wouldn't let you. Because I bet, I, it's bet. A, I bet they've got a franchise with, with every catering organisation, isn't it? Do you know yeah, when but Salsa... I could be outside or down or something. I don't know if this is, this is appropriate to Shell or Airways, but Soul Survivor, when they first started at, uh, what, the showgrounds? Um, Stafford or... Oh, uh, no, back in the oh. day, I imagine Bath and uh-huh. They yeah. The contract was already there for the vendors on site. Uh, and they went, but we're trying to create cafes and cafes... You know, need to be able to sell stuff. It's not about the money; it's about the vibe. And, yeah. and they went, okay. They came to a negotiation where they said, "You can sell what is not sold by the vendors." Right. And and so, in the first ever Soul Survivor cafes, they couldn't sell cans of Coke because that's what the vendors sold. So they bought two liter bottles and sold glasses of Coke glasses. just to get round that. Wow! Because <laughs> they were now, so this- important for young people. Yeah, this is a fact you don't know. I used to work in a pizza van at festivals when I was younger. Wow, I didn't know, but can picture it. Yeah, I loved it. It's great. Um, they're not the most moral places, are they? Food vending vans. Uh, well, it depends who's in them, doesn't it? But um... I've, I've um, in a festival at some point, I um. I was in an office with somebody and the policeman came in and went, what are you two up to in here? Because the smell of weed was so strong. <laughs> oh, <laughs> And it was all the vendors outside the window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we, could do, we, could, we could have a pizza horse box. Yeah, that'd that be great. would work. So if you want to make a donation, send it in is what I'm saying. And um, a member of senior clergy in the last is just being given a pizza oven for Father's Day. <gasps> So um, I'm really? good help. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. All right, enough waffling about that. Apart from, it's a great, well, it's a great question, isn't it? And one of our, you know, how many issues do we have during lockdown that 
one of your big questions you keep asking is in September, if we're still semi in lockdown, how do we do the heart of our church's life of giving yes. food to young people from Exeter College? And you want to do what, what most people would say the way to do it would be a flat pack table outside church, uh, which would cost nothing because we have one to give away toasties. You're now turning that into a trailer and a, a gin bar that you can have at the weekend. But Well, that's because that would bring money in as well, wouldn't it? Yeah. So we could, we could give out of our plenty that we bring in. Brilliant. In Winchester, they have, in Winchester, they have a coffee shop that's out of a horse trailer and it, it makes so much money. So. And, and interestingly, if the council let you have it, have a mobile vending license or whatever, you could mm. be doing it not on next to college property. You could be doing it in a park next door. Yeah. And then you're not competing with college. The problem I would have is how do you build relationship at a takeaway? Ah, but you can have little tables outside and you can that's put a whole, little... uh, That's a whole different thing. You have to pay loads for that. Yeah, but it could be like a fortune cookie, but not a fortune. It could be yeah, a little Bible cookie. verse yeah. and, a, and a, our Instagram handle and stuff. Anyway, anyway sorry, this, is, this podcast is not meant to be us planning our church life. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I am reading a group. What are you reading at the moment? You're one of your things for January was to read a book a week or a book a year or something. Yes, it was. Uh, what I'm, I'm really enjoying uh, listening to God by Brad Jerzak, which I'm in the book club for. And uh, that is really challenging me at the moment. Um, tell me more. That's my wife's book club. So, you know, let's pick it up. Yeah. Um, book club. So it was just talking about yesterday. It was talking about where you go with God to um, pray. And it, it sounded a bit weird, but actually I, I do have a place in my mind where I go, where I know the presence of God is, even though it's with me all the time. And it's a picture of me with my head on his lap and he's stroking my hair. And that's my place with God. But it, it talks about uh, praying for others. So we call that interceding, um, that you should allow them into that space. And I'm like, yeah. no, that, that's my space. Oh, wow. And I don't want those people in there. Wow. Um, so that's my challenge is I've got to let some, even nice people I've got to let in there, even is, awful people. Which is fascinating, isn't it? Because what that's one of the most fundamental church challenges for church, I think. Not our church, church generally. Church, um, I was talking to somebody about this earlier, actually, of your ecclesiology for the posh word of your understanding of church. Uh, and he read a book where somebody said that in heaven or at the end yeah. of time, so there's no place for church. Because church's sole existence is to be on a mission to bring people to know God. It's about brokering and helping people discover God in relationship with him. That's its purpose. And, and it's about more than that. Uh, but that is a key part. Jesus, before you know, church began, Jesus said, go into the world and make disciples of all nations. It wasn't yeah. you guys look after yourselves. It was go and bring others to faith. Uh, yeah. But so easily, church, we become comfortable. It's the people we want there, what we're, our group of friends, even if they're not friends, the familiar. And we as Unlimited in the early days when we just broke the kind of double figures, there was a real kickoff from some of our church members of, I don't like it anymore. It's not mm. small. It's, it's not, there are people, it's, who are these strangers? And you're kind of like, yeah. we spent years praying non-Christian youth would come to this place and engage. They started coming and you lot are going, oh no, we don't want them in here. Which is just what you're describing, isn't it? In 
Yeah, and, and I don't get me wrong, I love praying for people, but I don't want to pray for them in the sanctuary that I have yeah, with God. Yeah. yeah. There is um, for some people. Which is the real challenge. And, for, and that's a massive question in the UK today. Is the church building a sanctuary for God, or is it just bricks and mortar? And what does that mean? And can worshiping outside of the church is, is a big mm. deal, um, mm. which, is, which is interesting. It's an internal struggle there for you in that as well and for all of us um wow but it's almost like my private time with god it's it's like i don't know i've got four kids and i when they were growing up i tried to have a time alone with each of them and that's really precious and i'm jealous for that time and so that's where my heart is i'm jealous for my time with god except i need to bring other people into that presence and it's both and, isn't it? And that's a healthy thing mm. of, of you, especially in Christian ministry. Mm. And for some of us just as Christians, it's far easier to make it all about the business and doing stuff and other people rather than my relationship with God. You know, I read the Bible because I've got to preach on something rather than I read the Bible yeah. so I can grow. So yeah. I think there's something healthy in guarding your little heart sanctuary. Um, mm. Did you read, I probably told you about it the other day, uh, there's an asking the guardian i think yesterday from a lady going uh oh my goodness i miss that weirdly and frustratingly diverse group called the church yeah you'd love it she says uh, i can zoom my mum and i never cry i zoom my little nephew and niece who are little chubby faces and hands and and i'm not unemotional but i've started weeping every sunday when i go to virtual church yeah. and and she said i wasn't particularly that committed to or desperate to be at church but now i haven't got it and fascinating saying she misses the weird people that she doesn't like of Mm. it's that church is the only place where people who have nothing to bring them together and the frustrations and the annoyance and the arguments um and and she suddenly realized the value of that which we don't get in zoom and other things in the same way and she said i'm looking forward to the sunday when i can rather than avoiding mike at the coffee coffee yeah he always wants to talk too close and too long i actually yeah. look forward to and will want to spend longer with him um yeah that's the book i'm reading mm-hmm. is a biography of john wesley Ooh, interesting. Okay. Cultured. so john wesley founded a methodist church with his brother charles uh mm-hmm. in the 1700s and just fascinating one i'm so old you know he was in his 30s uh, George Whitfield, who they kind of fall in and out of relationship with each other, who's a massive preacher and, and evangelist in the period, was 26 at the time, wow. um, which just challenges me on how much do we expect give young people the head to take a lead and, and change things. Um, fascinating. He and George Whitfield are back and forth to America at a time when transport must have been known. But he's preaching to thousands in the streets. Yeah. Yeah. And mainly, and he preaches in coal mines, particularly, he particularly preaches to the, uh, m- those with no money and hardworking, kind of lowest of the low in society, uh, mm. who are drunkards and that, and they see transformation in the coal mines. Mm. But at the moment, I'm at the point where it all begins to start falling apart because of internal church squabbles, that he and others are falling out of a theology and people are criticizing him. I just thought, that's so reassuring. He is one of the greatest preachers in history 
who creates a whole denomination, who was doing a phenomenal thing. Methodism, what was exciting about it was they not only brought people to faith, but John Wesley's gift was he was an organizer as well as a preacher, just like you and I. And, um, and he was amazing at organizing people into groups that then discipled each other. And even he struggled with how he could do that on the big level. Yeah. But the stuff that was killing him was internal squabbles and relationships. And I thought, either that's so depressing but even he struggled with it was so encouraging um but that's like family isn't it you know i've got a, a family and we love each other but there are always squabbles yeah. about lots of different things and that's that you just have to rub along and make sure that you kind of argue well and yeah. make up uh, because that's what happens and that's the brilliant thing in this they are having huge arguments like they, one of his early churches with hundreds of people in it, they had an upfront kind of shouting match and they literally devoted on which way they were going to go. And half mm. the church went with one and half went with the other. It split his family in half. But yeah. with him and all the others, Wesley keeps talking in his diaries of, of his love for them. Yeah. And however, painful, he, they always keep restoring relationships. So they'd fall yeah. out. And, and Whitfield shared private conversations in open letters across london and treatises and things and yet amazingly wesley doesn't turn against him and yeah. whitfield doesn't turn against wesley and they they their love means that there's some stuff they stop discussing but relationships yeah. are more important and and also the earliest bit where they fell out is because uh whitfield was on a, a boat going somewhere wesley had just come back on a boat and wesley's landed and whitfield's still out at sea and rather than waiting for him, Wesley goes off and goes back to London or Bristol. And mm. Whitfield doesn't get over that rejection yeah. for 10 years and then it'll get sorted. And I said, what a lesson to us of yeah. how much does love dominate and how much do we fight for relationship? How quick are we to forgive? Mm. Yeah. And I was having a great conversation with someone today about how we're all made differently. You know, what's yeah. important to you? And what's important to me may be different, but they're still important. And yeah. that if we're all the same, it would be really boring. But that does mean that sometimes we rub each other. Um, but that's okay as long as we can agree to disagree because yeah. the common goal of God and bringing other people into that love is the same. But the way we do it can be very different. And, and that's, that's a gift in the church, but it's a gift in life, isn't it? We, it's like marriage yeah it's yeah. not just i should have played the 80s song yeah, opposite to tract that <laughs> that that is that it's opposite male female it's opposite personality yeah, yeah liz would like to think she'd have a much better life if she'd married someone more like her um yeah. but actually that's part of what potentially makes us so much better mm. we're more together than apart because we're so different yeah and, and another it's thing like yeah go on well, I was just going to say, it's like a jigsaw puzzle, isn't it? Yeah. One's got the hole and the other bit piece fits in there. And yeah. if there were two holes, there'd just be a big hole. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, so, and Wesley and Whitfield, the other thing they say, I think the biographer says, is if they hadn't listened to the, what other people said and had talked to each other, they would have resolved yeah. things years earlier. Yeah. That others were stirring up what, what was yeah. going on, which, which so easily happens in churches, families relationships yeah it's um, so true yeah. yeah and i'm sure jesus has something to say about all of that definitely if not paul 
<laughs> we're we're at church the, uh, last we're this week at church uh liz was leading and she used the the bit where um the beginning of the good samaritan where the guy says to jesus what should i do and and jesus basically most famously sums up the whole of everything doesn't he in love the lord your god with all your soul strength mind and love your neighbor as yourself and um and liz was just so excited by it as a this is it i could just talk about this forever in our small group and fascinating the difference in what we perceived as what the importance of those things were because we we're talking about filling our tanks and yeah. and, and someone was saying we well, well we don't want to overdo doing stuff for church and that because otherwise we're not looking after ourselves and and someone was saying about oh well uh, volunteering helps and and someone was saying about loving themselves and and i think the thing that is in there is it's not multiple choice no uh, we need to seek first god and the rest falls into place so there's that priority but we need to love god love our neighbor and love ourselves, and hold those together in tension yeah. uh, and, and john one john says you can't claim you love god if you hate your brother so so we can't be all spiritual and super in our in our worshipy way and yet unloving to others but equally we can be the most loving person in the world but if god's not on the equation our lives are not as they should be or could be yeah yeah so true good wow yeah, yeah, time for us to finish. Otherwise, um, nobody will listen to the end. So, Helen, why don't we finish as is our tradition? Why don't you pray for us? Okay, great. Uh, Lord, we thank you uh, for the passions that you've put in every one of us, uh, James and I and those who are listening. Pray that you would just stoke those fires within us, that you would uh, help us to celebrate difference. And Lord, I pray that we would all be grounded in knowing that you love us and that we are called to love ourselves and to love others. Amen. Amen. Goodbye.